0: I am Ingalarissa and I am Jennifer Rose. Whiskey
1: Sisters. The podcast.
0: We're two Whiskey Pals serving a weekly whiskey podcast and rocking your whiskey world. Exploring the whiskies and distilleries of the world and meeting amazing people along the way. We'll be sticking our noses into our drams and all things whiskey. So fill your
2: whiskey glass and join the fun. You're listening to Whiskey Sisters the podcast today's episode was supposed to be all about water you know everyone's been waiting for this moment for us adding water in our whiskies, but unfortunately (laughs) we've had some delivery issues boo so we will cover this topic next week
0: keeping people guessing and keeping it
2: keeping it on your toes
0: (laughs) today we are focusing on new make spirit and we have our first whiskey sister whiskey pal on as well Oh, drum rolls are plenty, but first, of course, we'll be sticking our noses into that latest whisky news.
2: Stick your nose in it. When I was checking for the news for today's episode, I couldn't. There's not been much happening in the whisky world. I have to say, some new releases, some auction. You know, usual money making. Releases from back in the day, whatnot.
0: Do you think it's because it's sunny in Scotland? People have just downed tools and they're not releasing any information. (laughs)
2: Yeah, nothing is happening. Everyone's going mental because it's way too hot in Scotland.
0: (laughs) That's it. Taps Taps off. off. (laughs) (laughs) For those not in the know, taps off is the Scottish way of saying tops off because a lot of people decide to take their top off as soon as there's any glimpse of sun, don't they?
2: Yes. Oh, it's funny. So I came across um, a recent article for a couple of days ago that was titled The Link Between Whiskey and Men. Oh, I have to say this article was so outdated. I could not believe it. wouldn't normally really focus on things like that because, you know, we know that there's still some work to be done with the stereotypes of whiskey and obviously all these like hairy men are drinking whiskey. But let me just read a few sentences because this was too good not to mention. Okay, help me with that. If you take a moment and think about it, there is a link between whiskey and men. The two complement each other. Whiskey is a sophisticated drink with a sense of masculinity to it. It is rare to hear women say, hey ladies, let's go out for a whiskey night. However, men talk about whiskey a lot. If there is a group of men chilling, there is probably a bottle of whiskey around. (laughs) Whiskey is honestly a man thing. It is more attractive to a man than it is to a woman to drink whiskey. If a woman is to drink whiskey, it's probably... (laughs) It's probably in a cocktail or some mixed drink. In all honesty, it is quite rare to find women drinking whiskey. Oh my God. I'm sorry. This wow. Is just... So this is a recent article. Yes, this is a
0: recent article. Oh my what, God. What country was it released in? Is well, it...
2: It's, a, it's a Namibian magazine or newspaper or whatever. Okay. Maybe still work to be done, but come on. Like, it's crazy. So... And then he goes on giving some advice on how to drink whiskey okay. and what he'll be drinking at a upcoming whiskey festival. Here are some tips. Please refrain from mixing it. By doing so, <laughs> you will alter its taste. You will bury the flavor and the effort that went into making of it would have gone to waste. If you're drinking it and it has burning sensation, <laughs> it's probably shit, <laughs> uh, <laughs> add ice or water to keep the original taste what <laughs> original taste come on
1: oh
2: okay and then fnb which is the the namibian whiskey festival is tomorrow i believe there will be more men than women i will probably go not sure yet but if i do i will have a Macallan, a glenlivet or Glenfiddich. something a bit premium <laughs> oh well he is just Putting those opinions out there. I know. Super
0: it's just like,
2: gallus. Makes me think of like, really the whole like concept of mansplaining. Like, it's like, oh, I know everything about whiskey and women don't know how to drink whiskey. And then he's like, yeah, I'll have a Macallan 10 year old, please. I want to know, did he, did he
0: go to the whiskey festival Did he meet some amazing whiskey-loving ladies there and have a chat to them and change his thoughts and opinions? It does seem like, you know, it's from, I don't know, another decade. Such a caveman attitude. (laughs) Do we have listeners in Namibia? We want to hear from you. What is the whiskey culture like? What do you think of this article? And any whiskey-loving ladies be letting us know. Whiskey distillery Glenglassa has released its latest campaign, Awaken the Senses, from creative agency Southpaw production company Irresistible Studios and director David J. East. Their project was inspired by the impact of land and sea, celebrating their contrasting yet complementary elements. It's a totally unique project with really beautiful cinematography and visual storytelling. And the finished scenic spot is set against a beautiful Scottish coastline featuring harbour towns peppered with ocean breeze and accompanied by an ancient gentle spirit. Shots of rolling waves morph seamlessly into rippling whiskey, aromatic amber liquid into fragrant yellow flowers, showcasing how all nature's offerings are harnessed in a single glass of bottle. Transport me there now. I'm there.
2: I know, right? I'm not always sure about all these marketing campaigns. They kind of you know out there and it's like what's anything got to do with whiskey, but oh my God, they really brought this together with the new bottle design and I, I don't know if this is the new bottles design or is it just for this these releases but it's beautiful mm. it's literally have you seen it it's like the waves on the top of the bottle yeah. it's like it's just really, really nice.
0: I am super sold by their marketing campaign. I'm considering myself enchanted.
2: Yes, absolutely. Me too. Um, did you ever you watched um, Succession? Right? Yes. Yeah. Fuck off.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Big fan of Logan Roy, main character, Yes. by Brian
2: Cox. So Brian Cox just recently on a magazine interview, and they did this like a video. He said that his favorite favorite whiskey is Ardbeg Highland Rye, which we no just featured way. on the pod. Yeah. That is so cool. I wish we had him on our episode to chat all about it with us. How cool oh my would God. that have been? That would have been really cool. But I think it's you know he's a cool guy anyway, and of course he's just not gonna choose any whiskey, and he's just going like totally rogue. RBK Helen Rye. Yeah, yeah. It's good and stuff. how are you up to date with the show Succession? Yes. Yeah. So That's, I yeah. think we
0: should talk about it and just put out a spoiler alert is that okay yeah
2: yeah yeah well it's okay so hopefully everyone's watched anyway exactly
0: everybody that loves succession has probably heard about this but if you're like saving it for some reason and you haven't watched the latest season then like fast forward for a bit so people are raving about it yeah i'm annoyed
2: why why you annoyed? i'm annoyed a little bit as well but i want to hear why you're annoyed
0: I'm so annoyed. So I was like super excited. Like I'm a massive fan of the show. And Brian Cox, oh, fuck off. You know, the whole thing. He
2: freaking died. Yeah. Way too early. Way too early. Way too early. Yeah. Crappy
0: death scene. There was no like big theatrical death scene. Mm -hmm. I feel cheated from Logan's like presence on the show. And I took a huff. And I stopped watching it after that episode and I'm <gasps> refused to watch the rest. No! I'm out.
2: Oh I'm my out. god, you still have to okay, that episode was annoying and then the next episode was kinda like, uh, eh. and then it kind of got better. So I, I do think you should still watch it.
0: I'm still in like a bad mood about it, but who knows? I might come back to But too. you know,
2: originally they were gonna kill his character at the beginning of the show, like literally on the first episode. That's a crime, isn't yeah. it? To have killed yeah. him then. I know, but they really liked him and the stuff, and they kept him on. But even on that interview, actually, on the same interview that he says he likes Arbiki, he did comment on that and said, I would not have done that to kill the kind of the main character so early because it kind of ruins the kind of you lose the momentum or the kind of tension of the show yeah for sure you know a a lot of it's down to the writers and directors and stuff and as an actor you can't really have much to say on it
0: that's very cool that he, he is into Arbiki and we've mentioned on the podcast before but there are apparently plans for him to be the kind of star in a Movie about a kind of a whole whiskey story set in Scotland. And we would love to get involved and hear a bit more about that. Maybe get him or people connected with that epic project on the podcast. So if you're,
2: if you can get us involved, get us yeah. involved, listeners, hook us yeah. up. Also, the interview he did for the new Barley magazine, which is a new magazine about not just whiskey, but a lot of other things, but I think it's quite yeah. heavily. Whiskey related. The interview is really good. I recommend you read it. He was a very quite opinionated person and a lot of stuff to say. So have cool. a look. Whiskey
0: sister,
1: the podcast.
2: Before there is single mold, there's New Make Spirit. New Make Spirit is clear, colorless spirit that comes off the still after distillation. Every time the spirit is distilled, it becomes stronger in character. And the average strength of the double distillation is about 70% APV. And after triple distillation, the spirit is closer to 80% APV. This also has an impact on the flavor. The stronger the spirit, the lighter its aromatic characters will be. And if you think of peated whiskies, which I love. So for example, the the peat flavor comes from the new make. That is from the original distillate. So it's that strong. Imagine, because some people are, you know, not really sure whether new make makes difference or whether you can taste those characters. So at least peat, you will definitely get through that. And many distilleries are selling small bottles of their new makes or are even including the new make in the tasting sessions. And I think this kind of helps include the consumers as part of the production and the maturation process and the kind of whole journey of the whiskey, how it evolves. It gives us basically an idea of the style of the whiskey we can expect from this distillery. So call it maybe a DNA of distillery basically it really gives you a good idea of how the whiskey will be
0: absolutely
2: and there are other
0: things that also contribute to the flavors of the new make such as the length of fermentation then there's reflux where the distiller makes their cut points and also vitally important in creating a spirit that is like light and smooth so to create lighter new makes but in the first place, the distiller needs to increase the amount of reflux in the still to remove unwanted compounds and maintain a tight control over cut points. Reflux can be increased with the use of large stills as well as additional features such as ball balls. <laughs> Spit <spirals, laughs> out bo- Ball balls. <laughs> boil, boil balls. <laughs> boil balls. <laughs> and upward line arms. The bigger the surface area and more difficult it is for the vapor to travel into the condenser, the greater the reflux will be.
2: <clears throat> Basically, buying a new make from a distillery, you know, can give you a good insight into the flavor profile of this distillery. And especially, this is true to distilleries who have a lot of different cask finishes. So you can compare side by side, you know, between the new make and some of the other expressions and really. It, it just I don't know for me it just always makes so much more sense and it's like building blocks kind of you can understand the characters of this distillery and the whiskey much better. So for example, recently when we visited Loch Lomond, they have straight neck pot stills which can produce spirit up to ninety percent ABV, and where the their swan neck stills can deliver around the seventy percent ABV. So the range of alcohol strengths. Help capturing different flavours throughout the distillation. Obviously, these will both contribute to different flavours and levels of depth. By using two types of, of stills, different cut points and peated and unpeated barley, the distiller is able to create nine different single malt styles, which is incredible. Count them, nine!
0: Oh, we've, so, we've chatted about this before, haven't we? We need to talk about
2: trying the new makes at that distillery, don't we? I tried quite a few of the new makes. Mm-hmm. From different types of stills, and it was crazy, and it does make sense though. They were kind of fruity, or sugary, orchard fruity. Kind of, it does mm-hmm. make sense when you think about Loch Lomond. that is the starting point. Totally. And what really struck
0: me was how different they were and how you could tell, you know, that they had been produced differently because some were maybe a wee bit fruitier. Others were maybe a wee bit more kind of floral perfumed. And I just thought it was a good example of how important new make
2: is when I was tasting them. Absolutely. And obviously it makes it easier at Loch Lomond because they have the different types of stills. So you can you have even more to compare to. Yeah, it was very intriguing. Although after you tried some new makes and then you start trying the whiskey, it's like, whoa <laughs> quite a few, <laughs> quite a few um fumes all over the place. Totally. So Hello. Of the tastings, like, what am I even tasting?
0: Where am I? See, so, when you first, bef- can I just ask, yes. Yanka, see before you'd, like, ever tried new make, were you excited or keen to try it? Because I was a bit scared to
2: try it. No, I think I've always kind of been intrigued by it. I never really thought too much of it, to be fair. I always kind of thought that it helps you understand the whiskey better. It's just, like, the, D. I felt like the description of the DNA of the distillery. I think it really helps you with that i really like that i had drinks with someone just recently and they were saying like oh quite new to whiskey and was uh, like doing a tasting and at the tasting they were giving the new make and she's like oh why are they giving me this new make i don't want to try this i want to try the whiskey like it's too harsh it's too much yeah too strong but then i maybe if you're a new whiskey drinker it can scare you off a little bit because obviously the abv is higher and i don't think it should be that harsh anyway i think a lot of times, maybe because it's clear spirit, people are a little bit scared of it. Maybe that's what
0: it is, you know, maybe because yeah. it's clear spirit. And I was maybe thinking like white spirits, the stuff that you take paint off with. I think I was <laughs> kind of imagining yeah. it might be like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, paint's work Even if you think of the nose, normally the aromas are the ones that come off like really strong. Yeah, but also in the palate, you'd normally do tend to get kind of softer, Definitely. fruity flavors. Obviously, there's different types of whiskies. Some of them are a bit meatier, some of them, you know, have the peat and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But although I don't I don't remember ever having a peated, super peated new make it might be quite harsh because they don't normally offer it. I don't I don't remember trying any.
0: It makes me think of the the chocolate truffles made by lag distillery new make that you know peated whiskey from lag and i think those truffles were epic oh they were so
2: good and we actually so that good. was we were we were eating those with the cask sample of lag and that and out. just became whiskey so it was
0: kind of you know just past yeah. this new make stage oh that was delicious so good
2: I guess you can't talk about new makes without talking about Waterford and Terroir, which we also featured before. Any of our new listeners, go and check out that episode. The Waterford Distillery clearly wants to demonstrate that terror exists in spirits, and especially, you know, whiskey. And the early indications were quite positive. When I visited the distillery, I tried new makes, Ned's little little hut, I don't know what you call it, a little <laughs> room of loads of new makes, and it was really fun. And yeah. we were comparing all the different new makes, and he wasn't telling me any information of the farms or anything else. It's just like, okay, try this, what do you think about this, try that, what do you think about this? And it was really clear, that some of the ones that then turned out to be organic, for example, I found them much fruitier in flavour compared to then the ones that later on, they told me that were just more conventionally grown barley. And the biodynamic was kind of juicier and even more sweeter. Like it was really, um, I guess you would say elevated, or it's just like felt more stronger, like more complex almost maybe. Yeah. And those differences evident at that early stage. Yeah, exactly. And I could like clearly identify some saltiness in one of the batches, which Mm -hmm. then Ned told me that it was from one of the farms that is like super close to the beach and there's like Mm -hmm. massive winds and the sea water is constantly going in the farm. They had like maybe someone's a bit more floral, malty, grassy, oily, you know, different tasting notes that you then get in the whiskey, but it's super interesting.
0: Definitely. And do you think there are parallels? You know, like in cooking, some chefs will say like you must have like the best quality ingredients and they'll use their skill, but you have to do less with those, you know, if the quality of the produce is good. But I guess you can have like juicy food that's maybe not that good quality, but they've put like lo- loads of like dodgy stuff yeah. in it. But and you-, you know, like you might think, oh, that's juicy and nice, but it's different to that lovely quality Yeah, produce. exactly.
2: I think obviously like Italy is called uh, as the garden of Europe. So we have loads of fruits and vegetables and herbs and things that are growing. Yeah. Everyone is always raving about the tomatoes, for example. But even mm-hmm. in Italy, if you buy tomatoes in the supermarket, they taste not as good as the ones that you buy from the local market. Yeah. And the ones from the local market, it probably lasts for like two days before they start getting all stocky and stuff. And and again, I'm sure a lot of it goes with, you know, organic farming methods and different things like are using pesticides and so on, which also comes down to the barley and so on. Arbiki as well, like we mentioned just recently, they are super into their terrar. And going back to the vodkas, even in the mouthfeel, is clear that they are using different types of maybe distillation methods, but also the produce yeah. is super, super tasty. Brilliant.
0: And I also came across Highland Park selling their new make which is inspired by the original Orcadian whiskey distilled under moonlight by the original founder Magnus Unsen in 1798. And they call the new make spirit fungalskin from the old (laughs) Norse words for moon and light. They've added spring water to release subtle layers of flavor for a more palatable 50% ABV spirit. And it's said to be delicious with blood orange juice. And I'm quite
2: intrigued by that. I really like the flavor of blood orange, but I've not tried it. Have you? Do I you? Love, no, I haven't tried it, but I love blood orange and lots of long drinks or cocktails, especially like freshly squeezed. So good. And sometimes I actually eat half a blood orange in the morning. Nice. So good. Now that you mentioned the blood orange anyway, so let's talk about a little bit about new make in drinks. Some people think like, oh, new make is kind of like similar to vodka or, you know, gin. Kind of is, kind of is not. Like it's a clear spirit, but obviously... You know, it's different and it's made with different ingredients and it's not quite the same. But there's been a quite a trend recently, I think, that new makes are making into cocktails in bars. And have you tried any? Do you know, I haven't tried
0: any, but we have got a cunning plan, haven't we, to try Glen Caddum new make in pina coladas. But we haven't done it yet because we've not been poolside or beachside together I know. since we got the new make. So if we're going to do something, we're going to do it right. So I feel a little bit impatient we're impatiently waiting to get that opportunity to try it because it's apparently super tasty in a pina colada oh, and we yeah. can dance in the rain do 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 do, do you like yeah. a
2: pina colada Inca? you know what I like it but loads of places and bars make it super gross and do cream and ugh, needs to be like, you know syn-
0: like it can be quite synthetic ugh, but no. I really love like the kind of freshly nicely done pina colada exactly I love the fresh
2: pineapple juice fresh coconut the whole so. shebang I was in Cuba some years ago and they made amazing pina coladas in this one place it's just a small little town and just couldn't get enough it was so good <laughs> Well Inka I don't want to mess it up so maybe
0: you as you're on the sauce again for new listeners check out her alter ego and blog she's like kind of famous (laughs) in that world and it's very interesting but you can take the helm and make us the yeah okay yeah let's do it we'll do a little reel or something and Glenn caddam's new make is said to have floral notes and pear which is a direct result of a distillation regime that maximizes reflux the lin arm on the stills are angled upwards meaning it will contribute to delicacy and lightness in the spirit so we're very lucky to have a sample of that
2: dram on fire
0: Lindor's Abbey Distillery is selling both their new make and aquavite it's all about the tradition of whisky making and one of our earliest episodes is all about Lindor's Abbey and we have a chat with Helen Mackenzie smith who was just such an amazing guest and also host When Inca and I recently visited the distillery together which was lovely. Lindor's new make single malt spirit is made using local barley that grows on the fields next to the distillery the variety is laureate they use local water from a 90-meter borehole, 90 meters down, that is.
2: They do five mashes a week, and they work with combination of two short and three long fermentations. And the short fermentation is 68 hours long, and the other one is 114 hours. The point of this is to get the perfect aromatic, mellow, and very fruity character with some floral notes. And the first distillation takes place in a 10,000 litre copper pot wash still. And for the second distillation, they use two smaller sister stills with capacity of three and a half thousand litres each. This gives more copper contact. And by this way, the outcome is said to be lighter and fruitier new make. So let's see if we can detect those fruity notes or floral notes. Just out of habit, I want to see the (laughs) colour. Yeah, it is clear. The colour. Clear. (laughs) Definitely fruity
0: nose, right? For sure. For me, kind of mashed banana and pureed fruits almost. Oh, like, my not God. So mu- not yeah. so much now. But I found it quite fermented on first nose.
2: Yeah, me too. Definitely needed some time in the glass. But obviously this is, uh, let's see, 63.5% ABV. So Ooh. it's obviously quite punchy at first not like harsh I don't think it's super harsh but I mean it needs just a little bit of air to detect those notes
0: I got a little bit of compost on the nose I think maybe thinking of like outdoor smells and like oh, fermentation
2: God. I was literally just gonna say when you said mushy stuff I was gonna say oh, it kind of smells like <laughs> my compost outside or like you know like the um, I have like a tiny little container for food waste we in Italy you have to like recycle everything so Got tiny little food waste, and got some extra ripe bananas in there, and a bit of heat yeah. and <laughs> things, just all like in the heat, just kind of getting together. Kind of like, like not horrible, but totally funky. Something kind of barley, woody, something in the background, like like sticks. <laughs> I
0: agree. Do You know what I've I've written to try and describe that. I don't know if you ever eat them they're like these sesame seed and honey bars they're kind of like weird and hard and they're made with all sesame seeds and they smell kind of like dusty yeah i know what you mean i kind of got the aroma of them when i when i went yeah in i earlier. like the
2: dustiness as well like it's not really dusty but when you like if you cut it like like yeah. crunch it it kind of that kind of dusty that comes from the bar yeah
0: yes Mm. i don't i can't work out
2: if i like those bars or not yet like a little bit (laughs) (laughs) i know they stick on your teeth a little bit as well don't they definitely (laughs) so actually lindors abbey new make was voted the best uh new make in scotland by prestigious world Whiskies award in 2020
0: well done lindors
2: that's Mm.
0: quite the big deal
2: so how about the palate? What are you getting?
0: I, I found it more pleasant on the palate than I was anticipating just, you know, on first nosing. Just maybe because I got, was getting that slightly fermented and compostiness in the nose. But on the palate, I got nice orchard fruits, more like pear and apple and maybe even some like
2: sour berries, like blackberries. Yeah, and there's definitely uh, spiciness as well. Yeah. Like, you know, like white pepper or something like that's kind of warming. Definitely. That's such a good shout. Maybe some cloves? Cloves?
0: cloves. Oh, yeah. That's good. (laughs) Definitely. I kind of, like, ignored the spice for some reason. And I don't know if I'm getting it now, but I earlier
2: was getting, like, a faint marzipan yeah i think i get that now that you mentioned it also in the nose a little bit did you get anything else on the palate Inca? on the finish there's definitely some oakiness as well like kind of woodiness i find it weird drinking new makes because it is so much stronger yeah actually I haven't tried any i might just add a little bit of water in this <gasps>
0: And see how dun, dun, it just dun. okay, I'm gonna do the same. I'll pour it from my
2: water bottle.
0: I think the nose is very similar. Yeah, maybe a tiny
2: bit sweeter. It's funny, I just I don't understand the water. I, it's just everything always becomes more spicier for me.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like <laughs>
2: and I don't like spicier. See, it's let <laughs> us down again. I know, it's just, I just saw your face on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> trying it after water like, nah. Like it's a little kid, a little yeah. kid.
0: Funny that, I isn't it? Definitely. And I found the, the finish quite lingering. And I also get some, you know, like dough for the, if you're making bread. Yeah. Bread, I was just going to say, it's bread-o. almost it's a
2: bit bready. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the ways also to try new make, you know, if you are at the distillery or like sometimes they give you like a little when they have, but they take taking the cut off the still. You can put a little bit on your palm Mm -hmm. of your hands and then rub your hands together like, you know, sanitizer and then smell your hand. And it really tells you a lot of the new make. You already get the aromas, you you should get the fruitiness or whatever there is going on. I love that top tip. Mm. Slather it on the
0: hands, get busy. Do you think there's, you know, if you're caught somewhere with whiskey... I'm just thinking that we are heading to a rock concert soon. Do you think mm-hmm. we
2: could say it's just for sanitizing our hands? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's another level smuggling in. <laughs>
0: exactly. You know, I, I'm i not going to do that, right? But as we've said before, we need to assess whether we are sold some good whiskey at the next outdoor gig we're at because it, we're often incredibly let down.
2: We did a little poll recently on social media just to see what people think about new Make. We did. Um,
0: we're practically researchers now.
2: Yeah. I mean, we can't quite say Dr. Inca
0: and Dr. <laughs> Jane after the research on Instagram stories, but hey, you know.
2: Yeah, so we were asking what people think about New Make, whether it makes any difference or, you know, how important is it? So 73% said, there's a big impact on flavors. Three percent said it doesn't matter because it changes in the cask. <gasps> Gasp! Dun, dun. And twenty-two percent said that there's some importance, and two percent said not sure. And this actually makes me think about that fact. I think I, I mentioned this before in the podcast, but when someone sent me uh, a new make sample some years ago, because they were waiting to make their whiskey, and just asked my opinion my humble opinion and Mm -hmm. i never wanted to go back and reply because it was really bad you (laughs) were not impressed i was not the new make really tasted like bad tequila it was just really gross yeah and eventually this person contacts me and like you know do you have anything feedback so i thought okay i'm just gonna be my finished self and just lay it on the table and say how (laughs) it is (laughs) so i said i'm really sorry but i really didn't like it it was very It tasted like bad tequila it's just like it wasn't working for me so um, I wasn't into it so he then say, goes and saying well it doesn't matter really because the, all the flavor comes from the casks I'm but thinking... that's fascinating in itself isn't it
0: because why be interested in your opinion on it if that was his belief
2: exactly and I just think why do you whiskey making is very expensive and you have to pay a lot of money before the whiskey is actually ready with all the casks, distilling, yeah. all the equipment, everything. So why would you take the risk of putting something crap inside the cask and hoping for the best that the cask will... So this whiskey is now available. I haven't received any samples. <laughs> <laughs> and you won't be getting asked for your opinion. And I, have, I know, and I haven't tried it, but I think like I should probably try to source some and just try it and see if... I was wrong.
0: Yeah, whether you're going to eat your words and it's a tasty dram. And I guess we've maybe had whiskies that we've enjoyed, and for all we know, the new make might taste kind of like not so good. In my opinion new make matters did
2: a little question if people have been trying new make so quite a few people like 90 percent of the repliers have tried some new make so that's really good but there are some people who never tried it or would like to so hopefully this episode will encourage you to source some or when you're at the distillery ask definitely and we'd love to hear any cocktail recipes or
0: any thoughts that you have on what you've tried
2: Whiskey Sisters, Whiskey Pals.
0: So for our regular listeners, you know that it's usually now time for our Whiskey Fact, although, whoa, mixing it up a bit, being a little bit crazy because we have a new section that we're going to introduce now and again. Very exciting, isn't it
2: Yeah, I feel like this episode is already like, oh we changed the topic, oh, keeping you on (laughs) your toes, and now it's like, boom, Whiskey (laughs) Pals, new section. Yeah. Yeah. Because we feel incredibly lucky because we've met amazing people
0: on our whiskey journey, and we thought it would be kind of cool to chat with them
2: on the podcast. Yeah, and let you, our listeners, discover new amazing whiskey people. You know, there's so many different whiskey drinkers, and everyone's in their different parts of their whiskey journey. So, this is just bringing everyone together. So we would like to warmly
0: welcome Mike from Whiskey Morgue. Whiskey Morgue has his alter ego on the internet. And his page is all about whiskey and horror paintings, examining and draining bottles. And he's also a host of horror on the rocks on Rue Morgue TV.
2: Whiskey Morgue.
0: Okay, we would love to welcome Mike, the very first, Whiskey Sisters, Whiskey Pal. Welcome, Mike.
1: Thank you for having me. Being a first is very honorary, the uh, reputation and guests that you've had on the show. So uh, I'm excited to be here.
0: Like full respect for the time distance, you know, collaboration we've worked out here because you're in Canada.
1: It made me feel much cooler, like when I tell people what I'm doing this evening, I need to rush home because, you know, I have to talk <laughs> with my friends in Europe and pop and, uh, on a podcast. So.
0: Inca and I know about Whiskey Morgue, but some of our listeners might not have come across your amazing work yet. So could you tell us, you know, what is Whiskey Morgue and how it came about?
1: Um, I guess in its simplest form, Whiskey Morgue is, is you know, I have it in my bio, whiskey and horror pairings. Essentially, it came from having a large whiskey collection and then wanting to, showcase it but not wanting to just post simple pictures online i kind of wanted to find my angle and i actually for a year kind of wrestled with ideas and finally like my wife was like you know you always talk about you're gonna one day have this instagram account and you're gonna maybe do like a youtube page and all this stuff and you don't do anything (laughs) (laughs) and uh and that's very much me i'll kind of wrap my brain around something for forever and finally she was like why don't you just do what you know? Friday nights you like putting on your horror movies and you pour a dram. So that's your thing. So I remember I always say my boot camp was I got like that mini Funko Pop calendar of like the 13 days of different characters and the the agreement we made was that every day I'd open it up and on the spot have to do a post where I had to pair and make a connection between what um, I was drinking and the character from the movie. So we didn't have TV screens just yet or I didn't know it would be necessary that the horror movie would be in the background. And um, sure enough, the boot camp did me well. I feel like I kind of just like jumped into it. The TV thing kind of became its own, like it emerged slowly over time where I was like, this is easy to do. It's on in the background. Like I have my, my drink there. I was naive at the time, so I didn't know much about taking a proper photo or lighting. <laughs> so <laughs> figuring that out took some time. But yeah, I think like what it started off was, and I've kind of joked about this with you guys before, was like I wanted to start off as an ominous account, just posting whiskey and horror and it, you don't know who I am. and Keeping the involved, spooky feeling going. Spooky, yes. Like <laughs> ominous, who is this person? Like, you know, maybe yeah. one day I appear with a mask on. <laughs> 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 only do interviews with masks. But but then slowly and slowly, slowly became more about like community what whiskey more is now is not what i envisioned when i started and i think that's what's a really cool thing about this like being able to collaborate with you two to be doing this where i'm hopping on uh, your podcast and it's like we all enjoy having a drink and watching tv or a movie and we kind of bond over that and i never wanted to be too serious like i i enjoy tasting and chatting about whiskey but most of the time I, i enjoy more of like the memories of meeting people and hanging out and and I feel like that's what it's really evolved into is more about like the community aspect. Jen's always in the comments, like, yeah, I've seen this one or recommending something else. <laughs> and it's great, right? It's like either you bond over a movie you both enjoyed, or you know, you're like, Hey, have you seen this? And I'm like, either no or I haven't seen it in forever. And I'm like on my notepad, taking it down for a future idea. So it's it's great to do that.
2: I like how you say, like, you know, it's also about the memories. And maybe because you're watching certain film having a this whiskey with it, you will remember the whiskey in a different way or it will bring you different types of memories.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's always been a huge thing for me is that, like, I, I think I'm really riding on a lot of nostalgia as well. So, <laughs> like, the movie the movie side of it, right away, I watched these movies when I was way too young. So, like, revisiting some of them, I have memories yeah. of, like, growing up and what that means to me. But then, like you said, the whiskey itself takes on a new meaning. This evening, I'm drinking some blackened... Um, Wes Henderson Masters series. And before this, right? And I know we're all fans. (laughs) And I feel like before this would have just been like, cool, I love Metallica. Like I grew up listening to Metallica. So therefore, you know, I'm going to buy the whiskey and enjoy it. But having a pour of this and knowing that I've got to talk with both Wes uh, and Rob, it's like every time I have a sip of this bottle, it means something more. So like you said, I guess attaching... Whether it be the movie or the whiskey itself, it's kind of creating these new, these new memories through, through the experiences.
2: How cool is Rob. I love Rob. I'm actually <laughs> sipping Ride the Lightning right now as well.
1: I love like every release and I love that Rob is involved. Um, because I yeah. always joke that when Blackened came out, I was like, well, by default, I'm a Metallica fan. So I'm going to buy a bottle, but if it's really bad, it's going to be hard to like back it up and say like, yeah, I'm like a Metallica is awesome whiskey. And the way <laughs> they went about it, I mean, they started with Dave Pickerel, but then with Rob going in there and I was already a fan of what he was doing at Stranahan's yeah. and then getting to like talk to him and know what he puts into it. There's just such a great appreciation for it. And he's just so badass. Yeah, <laughs> Rob is just the coolest, the coolest guy.
0: And we need to thank Rob because he told us about you and we bonded over that connection with Rob. Is that really how it's, how Metallica. it started? Yeah, yeah, because we were recording with Rob and he mentioned you and I was like, "Oh," and we were both like, "Well, we must check him out." And we connected and watched your live with Rob, um, oh, that's and that's so how cool. it came about. So, you know, I've got Blackened original in my glass as a
2: little mm-hmm. toast to that.
1: Yeah, we'll have a little toast to Rob here to
2: Metallica and blacken <laughs> for life. <laughs> yeah. And also you have your own clinking branded glassware. Love it.
1: <laughs> That's a whole other venture that I didn't expect with with doing this whole whiskey morgue thing. And I always joke that I'm like the face of the brand. I go on here, I get to have fun and hang out with you and have a drink and hang out. And it's my wife who's the creative like behind the scenes, because she's like, we should do like a t shirt. And I was like, yeah, cool. But then we got to design something and figure Mm -hmm. out how we're going to make them and pricing. And I'm like, that's beyond me right now. And next thing you know, I have like a prototype drawn up so then I just get to sit here with like a cool t-shirt on and, and a glass. And I'm like, I'm a fan of my own merch because I didn't even create it. It's my, it's, I it's love wife.
0: that. Your wife sounds amazing. And for people that haven't seen the Whiskey Morgue merch, please check it out. Inka and I were speaking about this, like the tags on it, just the attention to detail. It is just giving everything. And I, I can at people... least say that
1: was my idea. The toe tags.
0: <laughs> the toe <laughs> tags. I contributed
1: something to the, to the merch. <laughs>
0: (laughs) So we haven't had the joy of sampling the cast strength blackened yet. Can you tell us um, a little bit about it?
1: So I I wasn't too familiar with like white port finishes, the regular like Madeira finished blackened I'm familiar with. And I had Ride the Lightning, which is then what is the Madeira and the rum finish. And this one kind of completely out of left field. So when I first had it, it was like, like I remember smelling like bubble gum on the nose um, mixed with like smoke, if that makes any sense. Yeah. um and the the palette like what was familiar with i guess like the ride the lightning um was a lot of honey like a lot of like fruits and i guess like even the the standard expression has a lot of that um like the dried fruits like apricot and whatnot what really sells this one for me was like the oak and there's a little bit of like a smokiness on the finish like not we're going into like peated scotch territory but there's like this hint of like charred oak and a little bit of smoke and like tobacco and it's one of those pores that you kind of you, you're chewing on for a bit what's even cooler is that it's evolved. Sadly, I'm quite far I I got this like not too long ago. And I told myself I would preserve (laughs) the bottle. And it's it the problem is that it's just so good that I keep drinking it. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, I guess it's a good thing. But what was more cool about this, so the other like the other week I was filming something with Rue Morgue, and, um, what's, and it's really cool, uh, we did like a flight of whiskeys and I always open the bottles and share them. A lot of the people who were trying it weren't too familiar with whiskey so I had like a Jack Daniels single barrel, I think there was another Scotch involved and there was some stuff off camera that we had. And people were kind of intrigued by the bottle to begin with and they were like oh it looks so cool like, this is Metallica. Is it really good? I get the, like, it's like off camera, like, is it really good? And I'm like, (laughs) no, it's amazing. And what was awesome is that non-whiskey drinkers or people who don't really, like, collect or or drink whiskey Mm -hmm. often gravitated towards that pour and absolutely loved it. And I was like, that's really cool because one person even said, oh, this has, like, so much flavor. And, like, they, I think they even mentioned you can, like, chew on it, but it's, like, smoother. And I know, like, smooth is, like, kind of becomes a blasphemous word. But I'm like, Hey, funny enough, that's like 58% cask strength. And they're like, what? Really? Like Jack Daniels is 40%. And they're like, why okay. is this so good? It was cool for me being like a whiskey enthusiast who's like, yeah, this is amazing. And I'm sure if you two had it, you'd have such an appreciation and can like pick it apart. But a non-whiskey drinker having it and giving mm-hmm. it that much praise and non-whiskey drinkers like ranking what we had, and every single person was like, this was the pour of the day. That was really speaking volumes to how good, the bottle is.
2: No, we definitely want some. some. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, I know what? I got to figure it out. Like, there's enough here. I got to get like at least an ounce <laughs> or two for each of you in like international <laughs> mail. Like, no, we'll make it happen. Like, for real, we, we'll.
2: <laughs> well Black is actually now available, or we can order it to UK and Europe. Although I'm not sure, Italy is always so tricky. And I think it might, I don't know, is it just a classic? It's just the classic one at the moment,
0: Inca, but at least yeah. it's a step in the right yeah, direction. Absolutely. So we're super excited for that's that. Where, that's where
1: Canada's at. Uh, when that bottle was released, I was like, I need to figure out a way to get it up here because they just brought the standard expression here as well. But we don't have access the same way to like anything limited, like Ride the Lightning. Um, Again, got it through the network of people, but... Um, otherwise, I wouldn't be able to go to the store. And this it.
0: showcases the need, everybody, to have Whiskey Pals because that yes. network
1: of people across There's the, the world
2: is essential. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have favorite Canadian whiskeys? Because we don't really know much about Canadian whiskeys, but we were in the cover mm-hmm. of a Canadian drink magazine, which was quite cool last year. Yes, um, you were.
1: Yes. But so you you're an- popular in canada yeah <laughs> but you don't know what i feel to drink. like we should
2: know more
1: <laughs> um, we need help <laughs> i i always like it's it's fun kind of naturally um having to be like the ambassador of canadian whiskey i'm such an advocate for good canadian whiskey because i feel like we get such a bad reputation with what gets sent across borders the truth is like so if i were to talk about like two brands that i'd recommend first one is lot 40 also under the same umbrella as jp weiser so dr don uh, livermore i'm not sure if you have him on instagram or follow him super knowledgeable super talented and he's really created this like canadian whiskey renaissance i guess you could say when i I always joke when i first started my instagram page a lot of americans were messaging me and they were like oh you're in canada and i was like cool like do you want to be friends like i'm new to this Mm -hmm. and they were like do you have lot 40 cask strength and and you get it from me? I was like, oh, you don't really want to be my friend. You're just like, using <laughs> me. <laughs> and I, I realized how in demand it was. Like those who knew about yeah. it were like, okay, this is a solid rye. So anything Lot 40, aside even from the limited releases, like was it the Dark Oak, like the Double Oak collection that they did you can find on shelves here is really good. So Lot 40 is well known in the U.S. And then the other one that I always give praise to is um, Alberta Distillers. So if you um, have seen like the Alberta cask strength rye that kind of made a buzz a couple years ago. But what's cool about that is like, it's not really official but a lot of like American whiskey brands, barrel, um, whistle pig, it's speculated that it comes from Alberta. So if you kind of do your homework, it's Canadian rye. Um, that's stuff that, you know, we for the longest time can get in bottle here at cask strength for like $50 Canadian. And, you know, in Canadian, that's like Chuck E. Cheese money compared to, say, pounds or, or the euro. Yeah, that's so amazing. There's some pride in that because it's like we do have really great stuff, but mm-hmm. it's just in very Canadian fashion. we will like, we'll sell it to you and you can make it cool. And then, the, <laughs> and, then and then like and we'll apologize for it as well. And, and, and then the, the Canadian stuff that's sent there, like people send me some people will be in the liquor store in the U.S. and be like, is this any good? This is a Canadian whiskey. I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, (laughs) I've never heard of it.
0: Mike, I want to know more about your process because you know, you're super humble, but you give a lot of work in every post at whiskey morgue. There's, you know, reflections, not only your tasting notes on the whiskey, there's, information on the film it's production and then mm-hmm. parallels and blending together of your passions and your post so what is your
1: process it's a chaotic mess on my notepad <laughs> on my phone but truthfully like I, I could pull it up here my like my notepad is just uh, a series of ideas and I always say like it starts in different places so you know, I could be watching something, and it might tap into a memory of um, having a drink, or maybe a memory is completely like unrelated, or sometimes it starts with the whiskey itself. I think what it, what it comes down to is, if I were to give myself some credit, is I like doing a ton of research. Um, I hate half-assing anything. It might start off with like a, a, a jotted note on my notepad saying like, "Okay, Blair Witch Project," for instance. Okay, mm-hmm. so I was watching Blair Witch Project recently, and I was like, people talk about this as like such a highly respected movie, one of the better horror movies, but then you either get people who are like, it's a classic or it's overhyped and it was garbage and it made me nauseous. So <laughs> it's, it's one of those two reactions. And then I was drinking Henry McKenna bourbon the other mm-hmm. night. And um, I was like, this is the Blair Witch Project. Like I posted it in my story and I, my, my DMs was like, epic, so good, or completely overrated. I would never spend the money on that. And I was like, this is the, the Blair Witch project, right? So yeah. Yeah. And then I started diving into like the marketing and how did Henry McKenna become what it is now? And how did the Blair Witch kind of take off and become the, the film that 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 it was, right? So sometimes I, I I surprise myself or it's completely unintentional. Um I'm putting my English degree to, to some to some use, right? So when <laughs> I this is what I do when I'm bored in the classroom now. I'm just over there like researching horror movies <laughs> and this and <reason. laughs>
2: Amazing. What's your favorite horror movie then?
1: I'm a big fan of. I always say Halloween, like the original Halloween. I remember the first time watching it, and just there's always the the scene where Laurie Strode's running across the street because she's going to the the neighbor's house with the kids to get him to get him inside, and he's just doing that power walk, um and like the yeah. face, the mask is just so expressionless, and the fact that this like I'm like that's terrifying, but this whole like expressionless blank mask just power walking at you at his pace, like he's not he's like, he's like, I'm gonna make it there either way, either way. And he always somehow somehow does catch up. But it's, <laughs> it, it was always the most creepy thing to me just kind of like how subtle it was. And it always being around the idea of like him, kind of being in your home and not being sure where he is like the whole idea of like someone invading your Place of sanctuary, like your personal space, is yes. always a scary, a scary thing.
0: I just think that is such an iconic movie. And you mentioned nostalgia and memories earlier. I had mm-hmm. my first kiss as a teenager whilst watching the original Halloween. <laughs> there you go.
1: Horror <laughs> yeah. movies are the perfect date night. Like you can't go wrong.
2: <laughs> so your dream drama. You might be familiar with this concept if you've been yes. listening to podcasts. So what? This is
1: one that that's like I, I've actually lost sleep over this one. Even as you bring it up. oh i'm nervous like what am i going with
2: that's why we always give heads up so people can choose famous person dead or alive who would you like to share a dram with and
1: which it would be which dram i'm going with anthony bourdain oh yeah yeah. i know i know and so good when i thought about it i was just like who do i want to sit at a table with and converse with all night long like when you watch like no reservation or you watch um parts unknown or any of those shows What's cool is it could be the president of the United States. It could be a rock star, but everyone is just so comfortable and vulnerable when they're sitting with him at a table drinking. The next part is like, what do, what do I drink with, with him? And um, I know in like 2012, he was it like on the layover, he tries Pappy. And he was like, if God made bourbon, it would taste like this. And I know now Pappy is a much different beast. Um, and I've got to try one expression so I can say, you know, I've, I've had a taste of it. But, you know, if I'm thinking of what he loved, I would want to sit down and just do the whole flight with with, with him. And even when we ran out of that, I feel like we could be drinking homemade moonshine. after, <laughs> <laughs> and It wouldn't matter. It, it, it wouldn't matter what we're drinking, because it would still just be just as special hanging out with him talking. And yeah, that's a very good choice there was a lot of pressure going into that. I had to really think that one through (laughs) that that
0: put you in the hot seat. It sounds like you've mentioned your wife and how she has been a big, you know, like advocate for you, like moving forward Mm -hmm. with your passions and thank goodness she did, but do you have any inspirations for whiskey morgue and where this is
1: going to lead to? Wow. That's a, that's a really good question. So like inspirations, um, so okay, cool about like, if we talk about whiskey pals in terms of like leaning to inspiration. So growing up, I would buy t shirts from this company called Fright Rags. If, if I wasn't wearing my shirt, I'd be wearing a Fright Rag shirt. Um, and I watch horror documentaries and Ben, the owner of Fright Rags, he would be in all these documentaries because he's really respected in the in the community. And aside from making amazing merch, like he knows his stuff, right. So I made a post one day and he had released a shirt based on like the same movie, I tagged him and he was like, Oh, this is what you're drinking. I'm going to crack this open tonight. And I was like, oh damn, he knows his stuff. Like, wait, did, like, can we be friends? Like we're like, this is, <laughs> yeah. a, this is a good level here. So sure enough, like we started chatting and I asked to do something similar where I got to interview him. It went from interviewing him to becoming a great friend and him and I send each other like whiskey samples all the time. And when we connect as friends, when I see how much time he puts into what he does and the passion behind it it's truly inspiration just his like time and dedication to not only what he does but like the people involved in the community well I praise Ben a lot but like like in terms of inspiration like (laughs) definitely definitely Ben from Fright Rags and if you haven't checked out their merch and you're a horror fan like you need to like never mind me for now go to Fright Rags and like (laughs) your your favorite horror movie franchises like they're all on there and Ben is just a super cool guy.
0: Thanks so much Mike so appreciate your
1: time. Thank you. See ya. Thanks. See Bye. You. Bye. I'm Mike from Whiskey Morgue and I am a Whiskey Sisters pal.
2: Whiskey Sisters. Whiskey Fact.
0: Last week, we featured Aardberg and chatted a bit about their green bottles. But why do some brands
2: use green bottles instead of clear glass? So green bottle can prevent light ruining the quality of the liquid and it means there is no need for chill filtering as the liquid won't appear cloudy through the dark glass or I guess you don't really see the colour anyway. Using green bottles is also about marketing. Unfortunately, there's still this perception in the Scotch whisky industry that all Older and darker whiskey usually means there's better quality. But, you know, definitely it's not the case. And obviously, when you think about cream bottles, this will help take away the assumption. And that's funny if you think of Aardberg and how
0: light the colour is in so many
2: of their whiskies. For example, the 10-year-old. So the green glass really makes sense there. They say it's about the light, but even then, I wouldn't recommend that you keep your bottles anywhere near uh, sunlight or daylight or, you know, any kind of light anyway. Um, So I would say probably it all comes down to marketing. Yeah. You've been listening to the Whiskey Sisters podcast. Apologies again for misleading you guys and for about us adding water in our whiskeys. Haha, <laughs> You actually have to wait for another <laughs> for another episode for that.
0: And we hope that you enjoy being our Whiskey Pals and that you light our new segment today and that you go out and make some new Whiskey Pals yourself this week. Why not? Share a dram. Spread the love. Exactly. Delugly. Yeah. And go follow Mike as well and go and check him out. Follow us on Instagram at whiskeysisters.podcast, Twitter at at whiskey sisters and facebook dust off your facebook account at whiskey sisters podcast
2: may your glass be full and your dram on fire